our, our reading this evening is Proverbs chapter 1, verse 1 to 7. If you've got it open, got a Bible with you, um, do open it now. Um, and uh, Marianne uh, is going to read and then straight over uh, to Dan. Thanks, Marianne. So Proverbs chapter 1, verses 1 to 7. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, for gaining wisdom and instruction, for understanding words of insight, for receiving instruction in prudent behaviour, doing what is right and just and fair, for giving prudence to those who are simple, knowledge and discretion to the young. Let the wise listen and add to their learning and let the discerning get guidance. For understanding proverbs and parables, the sayings and riddles of the wise. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Uh, well, thank you so much, uh, Marianne, uh, for reading that passage out to us. And do keep it in front of you, but a, a huge welcome to uh, everyone at CBC who are joining us for our evening service. It's great that you can be here. And we're so glad to be sharing in this time together uh, this evening. But fear, well, it is a feeling that I'm sure we are all very familiar with. And it is a horrible feeling, isn't it? You know, there's a, there's a photo of me somewhere out there. Someone has hold of it, I'm sure, uh, of a time when I, I was in a youth group and we went on uh, one of those activity weekend centres, you know, with the, the high ropes and the archery and all that kind of stuff. And there was one particular activity I remember um, I was waiting at. It was a giant swing. If you know the giant swing, you'll know what I'm on about, how scary it is. Maybe you think, um, no, maybe it's not. But I remember sitting there waiting for my turn going on the giant squin. And I, I remember I was given as a gift before I went on the, the weekend this, this woolly hat that emblazoned on the front, stitched into the front in big capital letters, were the words, no fear. And nothing could be more ironic as I was sat on that bench, you know, with the youth group leaders going around, you know, what a great time we're having, you know, taking photos of all the young people having a great time. And there's this photo of me sitting on this bench with a no fear cap, um, looking absolutely terrified as I give this kind of wry smile uh, to the camera. Fear is horrible, but, but whilst fear isn't nice and it is horrible in so many ways, actually, not all fear is bad, is it? There is a good kind of fear, a fear in many ways that keeps us safe. Fear actually keeps us from being harmed. An example of that being uh, the sea and uh, the lifeboat service, the RNLI, you might know run adverts almost every year uh, showing the dangers of what the sea can do. Uh, you know, their Respect the Waters campaign, where they show how approaching the sea in the wrong way can lead to extreme dangers. And that healthy dose of fear actually helps us in approaching the sea in the right way. 
rather than disregarding the dangers and actually ending up being swept away by the sweet's power. Fear can be good. And this evening, we're going to see how actually to fear God is the farthest thing from a bad thing. And actually, it's the foundation. It is the core principle of how we can enjoy God in all of his fullness. And this evening, we're going to focus on just one of the verses that was read out at Proverbs 1 verse 7, because actually, as we're going through Proverbs in our series in the evening services, as we go through this book, if there is one thing I guess Proverbs would have us teach, if it could boil it all down, it would be, I think, the fear of the Lord. It's mentioned 18 times in the book of Proverbs, right the way through. And the question that we're going to be exploring tonight is, well, what does it mean to fear the Lord? And we could do a whole Bible study and look in all of these different places, what it means to fear the Lord. But we're going to look at what Proverbs says means to fear the Lord. And I've got three points for us tonight. And firstly, what does it mean to fear the Lord? Well, it means to lose all pride. Now, last week in our Proverbs introduction, uh, we had a short look at how Proverbs work. And they're written in this uh, poetic style of parallelism. So in English poetry, we rhyme and parallel sounds and rhyme. Uh, but in Hebrew poetry, in the way Proverbs is written, they, they don't match rhyme and sounds, but rather thoughts and ideas. And line A connects with line B. And we saw how Proverbs, the book, actually makes us wise, not just through reading through the book, but actually as we spend time thinking through the connections and the implications that the writer is making by joining two ideas together in these proverbs that we get. So let's have a look at our proverb for this evening at Proverbs 1 verse 7 which says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. And so immediately there we've got line A which says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And that's parallel. That's connected to line B, which is we see, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. And what's wonderful here is we examine this proverb and how it, it, it connects and how the writer uh, writes this is that it actually shows us what it means to fear the Lord by showing us what it, look, what it doesn't look like to fear the Lord. It shows us what it, what it means to fear the Lord by showing us what it doesn't mean to fear the Lord. And we see that in the, the, the line B there, that it says fools despise wisdom and instruction. They, they despise the wisdom and instruction that we saw on the first line, that knowledge that is the fear of the Lord. The implication, therefore, is that fools despise the fear of the Lord. They despise the Lord in essence. And that word despise, it's a word that means to look down on or to hold something or someone as insignificant. It's a proud word that views God as nothing special. 
that views God as being someone who is unworthy of praise or unworthy of our attention and our time. And so therefore, Proverbs shows us what it means to fear the Lord by showing us the opposite. And so therefore, to fear the Lord would be to rather than see God as insignificant, despise him. It's actually seeing God as the most significant and the most important reality in the universe. And a glance through Proverbs, uh, looking at other times where the fear of the Lord is used, shows us that we're on the right lines in viewing the fear of the Lord in this way. Uh, so, for example, at uh, Proverbs chapter three, verse seven says, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. Again, that do not be wise in your own eyes, that that proud image coming through. And then we've got Proverbs chapter 15, verse 33, the, the, um, where it says uh, wisdom's instruction is to fear the Lord and humility comes before honour. Again, we see uh, that the fear of the Lord is connected uh, to humility. And then finally, but I think most clearly, it says Proverbs 22, verse four, which is humility is the fear of the Lord. Its wages are riches and honour and life. Proverbs seems to be clear that to fear the Lord is to be humble before him, to not see God as insignificant, as someone unworthy of paying any attention to, but in humility, seeing God as the most significant reality in the universe. You know, I love what C.S. Lewis says on this in Mere Christianity. He says, in God, you come up against something which is in every respect immeasurably superior to yourself. Unless you know God as that and therefore know yourself as nothing in comparison, you do not know God at all. As long as you are proud, you cannot know God. A proud man is always looking down on things and people. And of course, as long as you're looking down, you cannot see that something is above you. To fear the Lord. I think it is summed up wonderfully in what C.S. Lewis says there, that in God, knowing that in God, we come up against something that in every respect is immeasurably superior to ourselves. And, you know, that view of God will be one that will humble us every single time. A view of God like that will be one that rinses us of all of our pride that we have you know I think of that story of Jesus tells of the tax collector when a tax collector comes into the temple and he he falls down before God and he says God have mercy on me a sinner the tax collector as he comes into that place that symbolizes God's presence he all 
too quickly becomes aware of the God that he is coming before. He sees God in all of his flawless perfection and all of his beauty and all of his goodness and all of his glory. He sees God as immeasurably superior and therefore he sees himself and he sees his own heart and he knows that he falls well short. The fear of the Lord, as Proverbs is showing us, is getting a right understanding of who God is. And therefore, a right understanding of who we are in comparison. And that's why to fear the Lord means losing our pride. Pride will always exalt ourselves. Pride will always make ourselves seem bigger in our own eyes and everything and everyone around us is smaller. And yet humility, which we're seeing in Proverbs, is the key to fearing the Lord. That does the complete opposite. And it makes us smaller and it makes God so much bigger. The fear of the Lord is getting a right understanding of who God is and therefore who we are in comparison. Doesn't hold God as someone who is insignificant, but sees the truth that God is the most important and the most significant reality in the universe. He cannot be ignored. He is of supreme importance and value. To fear the Lord means to lose all of our pride. We're not God. He is God. But secondly, this evening, what it means to fear the Lord, well, it's to let it shape everything else, to let it shape everything else. And the reason that I say that is what it means to fear the Lord is because of what verse seven says. Solomon writes, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and uh, instruction. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge or, or the beginning of wisdom, as it says later on in chapter 9, verse 10. Just like chords are for playing the piano or like the alphabet is for learning a language, Solomon says that fearing the Lord is the fundamental, the foundational principle in wisdom. And this isn't saying that once we know how to fear the Lord, that we start with that and then we move on later on. When Solomon says it's the beginning of knowledge, it's that image of a, a key that unlocks everything else. The key truth that shapes everything else. Imagine it like a the source of a river from which everything else flows from. And that truth that we're seeing this evening from Proverbs is profound wisdom for us. And it has an enormous impact on pretty much everything in our lives. You know, when we're going through something or maybe we're struggling with something or we're thinking through something tonight, which, you know, Proverbs says starts with the fear of the Lord. And so maybe this evening, do you know, it might be that we are really anxious about something. We are really worried about a, a situation or, or something that's coming up maybe this week, maybe tomorrow as we get up. Which, you know, Proverbs says to us tonight, it begins, start 
begin with the fear of the Lord. And this is great because I've been doing this all week. I've been trying to implement this. And if we take our anxiety and then we live out what it means to fear the Lord, getting that big and right perspective of who God is and who we are, well, then I take my anxiety. And I see that perspective of God and actually my anxiety begins to look very insignificant in comparison. When I start thinking that, you know, I cannot add even one second to my own life if I tried. But God holds my breath in his hand. When I think of what God has promised, that he is working and and weaving all things for my good in becoming more like Jesus. When I think that God knows the heart and mind of every single person, he holds every heartbeat, every atom, every second that passes by. When I hold that perspective of God, when I fear God, do you know, I begin to fear my worries less. Do you know, it might be that we're really struggling to forgive someone and that anger and that that bitterness is just building up inside of us and we can feel it and it and it seems impossible to let it go and to be reconciled to that person well proverbs says to us begin with the fear of the lord and you know when i behold god's holiness the perfection of god when i see how pure and how good he is and then i realize just how wretched I am in my attitudes and my actions in his sight. And yet he still lavishes his love and his grace upon me. But when I begin to fear God and I hold that right perspective of God and me, well, I begin to humble myself before him. And, you know, it begins to become a lot easier to humble myself before others too. You know, it might be that we're struggling to, live out publicly the Christian life, living boldly as those who follow Jesus. You know, it can be such a struggle. Maybe we're at school or college or uni or even in the workplace, even at home maybe. And we struggle with that sense of we keep staying, staying silent. When we know that as disciples, we, we should be known as those who, who love Jesus and standing with him and, and living for him in the places that he's put us and yet we know that struggle of living as bold disciples of Jesus well do you know Proverbs it says begin with the fear of the Lord and you know I think of whose opinion I value more the supreme God who sustains the universe with just his word who in the future is going to hold the whole world to account compared with the group of people that I'm around. Or when I begin to fear the Lord, holding that right perspective, that vastness and glory of God, well, I begin to see that there really is only one opinion that really matters in life. There's only one opinion that counts. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And it shapes everything else. And whatever it might be for us this evening, whatever we're heading into this week, take on board that it begins with the fear of the Lord. And whatever it is, whatever we might be thinking, let us see how the fear of the Lord shapes everything else. 
how it's the source from which everything else flows in our lives. What it means to fear the Lord, it shapes everything else. And finally this evening, what it means to fear the Lord, to lose all of our pride, to let it shape everything else. But finally, to draw close. That's what it means to fear the Lord. You see, naturally, fear's natural response mechanism is for us to run away. Fear naturally and normally moves us away from what we fear. But the fear of the Lord is the most wonderful fear. Because it's a fear that draws us close. It's a fear that draws us to the one we are called to fear, not in terror, but in the joy of comfort of knowing this God as our Heavenly Father. Because in this verse, do you know, there's one quite key part that we haven't thought through. And that is who Proverbs says we are to fear. The fear of the Lord. Now, you might notice if you have your Bibles open in front of you that that Lord is written in in small caps. And you might see that time and time again if you read through your Old Testament. And it's used in the Bible for when it uses the name Yahweh, a special name for God. And, And it points us back to when God introduces us to that name, Yahweh, back in Exodus chapter three verses 14 to 15, which says, Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, what is his name? Then what should I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. The name you shall call me from generation to generation. This name Yahweh, which takes us back to that Exodus story when the people of Israel were in captivity under Pharaoh in Egypt. And this name that God introduces to his people, it pointed the people to who God was. He is the I am God, the the ultimate God statement. God needs no explanation of who he is. He's God. He is who he is. And yet also it pointed not to just who God was, but also what God has done. You see, that name points to people that God was a promise making a promise keeping and a rescuing God. Because a few chapters later on in in Exodus, when when Moses comes before Pharaoh, there's another encounter. And it says in chapter five, verses one and two, afterward, Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and said, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, let my people go so that they may hold a festival to me in the wilderness. Pharaoh said, who is the Lord that I should obey him and let Israel go? I do not know the Lord and I will not let Israel go. Well, if we carry on reading that story, we'll see that Pharaoh had no choice 
but had to let God's people go. And God rescues his people out of Egypt. The Lord rescued his people so that ultimately he could be with them. He could dwell with his people and fulfill all of his promises that he had made to them. This evening, when we're told to fear the Lord, this fear does not push us away. That is not the direction this fear leads us. This fear of the Lord only draws us closer, only draws us nearer to God because it pointed, this name pointed people to a God who rescues his people so that he could be with them. And tonight we know that in an even greater way. Because that name that points to a powerful and rescuing God points us tonight to Jesus. The one who has rescued us from God's own wrath. By Jesus taking the punishment at our sin, the way that we have treated God, the way, the way we have treated others. By Jesus taking that punishment on the cross in our place. Not just so that we could be forgiven this evening. It wasn't just so that we could be forgiven and get on with our lives. Forgiven so that we might know a life-changing relationship with God, so that we might be able to draw near to God. And so when we're called this evening to fear the Lord, this fear will always lead us to draw close into God, to know God's love in a deeper way, it might be this evening that we've been talking about fearing the Lord and that's maybe given us flashbacks to maybe how we were brought up. Maybe believing that God is someone who is just there to be terrified, at, who is watching at every move. Who is holding a notepad, making lists of everything that we do, every step that we put in the wrong direction. And that God's love is for anyone else but us. Well, do you know that is not the direction of the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord calls us to get our perspective of God and ourselves right. God is big. God is God. And we are not. But the fear of the Lord is a fear that draws us close because we know that there is a God who has stopped at nothing in order to bring his people to himself by sending his own son, Jesus, to die in our place. God loves us as he's called us to fear him. And so this evening, let's remember that this fear is a fear that draws us close. This fear is a fear that loses and rinses us of all of our pride as we get the perspective of God who God is right and who we are. And as we know that this is a fear that shapes everything else, it is a source from which everything else flows. It is the beginning of wisdom. Let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, we thank you so much that you tell us to fear you. And we thank you that that is a good fear. Lord, we know that you are bigger and more superior to us in every single way. And Lord, we humbly come before you this evening, wanting and asking that you would help us lose all of our pride, that we wouldn't see ourselves as big, but we would get the right perspective, that we are creation, you are creator, you are God, we are not. And you would help us, Father, to let that fear shape everything else 
in our lives, to let it be the foundation of our lives as we live for Jesus. But Lord, you would let that fear, its ultimate point, draw us close to you. Lord, we know you are big and yet we know your heart is for us to be drawn close to you. And because of Jesus, we have that confidence tonight that nothing can separate us from your love that is in him. Oh, Lord, we praise you this evening. We worship you and we fear you and your name tonight. Amen.